Well, success today in Losing Weight USA. I'm going to talk a little bit about some ways to help jumpstart your weight loss plan. So if you feel like you're stuck or just getting started, this is something that can be potentially fairly helpful for you. All right, welcome Losing Weight USA. Real-time answers to your weight loss questions. A little bit of the latest updates and research, as well as a little bit of expert advice. Gives you direct access not only to me, but you should be receiving the health tips and recipes via the membership portal. Each webinar will last about 30 minutes or so. If you have questions, type them in during the presentation into the chat box. We'll get to them at the end. Um, if you think of things, once we're all done, just give us a yell here at the Center for Weight Loss Success. The email is success at cfws.com. Phone number 757-873-1880. It can text to as, as well. All right, let's get started here. Let me flip the slides. All right, there we go. So again, now we're talking about some ways to kind of jumpstart this. Uh, if you're kind of just getting started or feel like you're um, you're stuck, these are ways to kind of help it. Last week we went over some how to blink break plateaus this kind of feeds right into this so to speak no pun intended there um but it's kind of what we want is really kind of have all these different ways that potentially you can work on that'll help kind of get going on a weight loss plan all right and really the bottom line to this is what we want to convey what we want kind of people to understand to kind of have a good feeling for is that you don't have to worry about weight again. And so we're going to kind of have that discussion is kind of put you in that right direction to make that kind of a dream of, gee, I don't have to worry about weight. And it's not because we don't have to worry about weight. That's kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek saying there is that, yes, we always have to worry about weight because it tends to drift the wrong direction as life goes on. But okay, we know what to do about it. Yeah, we know how to get back on track. We know what the, the, the kind of things to really work on then. So if you kind of either feel like I'm stuck or I'm struggling, it's like, okay, here are some things to kind of really work on. All right, first thing, first thing here is you want to complete what I'll call a personal reality check, meaning that, okay, a lot of times uh, wishful thinking Okay, it's like, gee, I wish this would be happening. And it's like, well, the bottom line to weight loss and kind of weight maintenance, really, kind of working on it just doesn't work well. We can't kind of work on it. You've got to actually commit to doing this. So kind of working on weight loss never works well at all. So you really need to kind of back up and take some time to really think about why am I doing this? Why is this important? And write those reasons down. And then keep reviewing them. Write the reasons down and kind of kind of break these down into smaller bite-sized pieces, so to speak, smaller kind of uh, bits that we can actually work on each one. And you not only want to have kind of what I'm trying to accomplish, what are the reasons that I'm trying to accomplish this, but also write down, figure out what are the barriers to that happening. Okay, what is going to be in the way of each of these steps? And we've talked about this over the last, you know, four, five, six weeks here of kind of getting, so again, kind of go back and review some of those things and revisit them, kind of look back at them, why am I doing this, okay? And it's that often that, and I say this over and over again, it's kind of a goal without a plan, it's just a wish. 
Okay, so we want these things to occur, but we have to have a plan for them. We need to actually work towards it. And we need, really need to be all in. Okay, again, kind of working on these things doesn't work well. So figure out kind of why am I doing this? What is it I'm trying to do? What are the barriers of what I'm trying to do? What are the solutions to those barriers? And kind of then revisit this over and over and over again. Kind of why am I doing it? So this is your, your personal reality check. And that's kind of a summary of what we've talked about literally over the last number of weeks at the beginning of the year. All right. Tip number two, realistic goals. And realistic goals tend to lead to continued motivation. Unrealistic goals tend to lead to frustration. Okay. So realistic goals. Again, kind of what it have that picture postcard kind of this is where I'd like to be. So visualize them, write them down, and again, keep reviewing them. Kind of goals, as we talked about you know, two months ago now. Not quite two months ago, right at the beginning of the year. Smart goals, S M A R T, mnemonic for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. We're not going to go into all these at the moment because we did just recently, but go back and review these things. Break these goals into smaller goals. And then for every little change that has to occur, you need to be able to answer yes to these two questions. Can I do it? And is it worth it? So you need to, if you can't answer yes to those two questions, you're typically not really going to make those behavior changes. Can I do it? Is it worth it? Okay. And you need to address those things from a personal, social and environmental. What I mean by that is kind of whatever the goals are. It's like, is this something I personally can do? What are the personal problems around it? I mean, from a social aspect, it's kind of, okay, I'm going to be around these people and these situations. What are there, the barriers to what my goal is? And then also looking at your environment. Gee, if I go into work every day and there's donuts on the, the table every, there, uh, every day for people to enjoy, what am I getting? How can I change up my environment? And again, we've kind of talked about these things over the last month and a half. So kind of these things are all very important. And kind of bring them together, review them again for any behavior change. Can I do it? Is it worth it? So realistic goals you know, realistic goals lead to again motivation as opposed to frustration all right tip number three surround yourself with supportive role models people that have done this and you want to also avoid the saboteurs kind of the people that tend to hold you back and sometimes there tend to be those some of those people the saboteurs may be really close to you whether it be family members, friends, whatever, they actually start figuring out, you know, they're actually sabotaging me. It's like, okay, you either need to have a frank discussion with them or spend less time with them. And kind of some of it depends on everybody's situation about what the right answer to that is. And when you do communicate with them, both the supporters as well as the saboteurs, is that use I statements, meaning that it's kind of, I really would appreciate if you could help me with this. These are what I, this is what I am trying to do. And I'm requesting, can you help me accomplish these things? 
things. And it's not that they have to physically do so. Sometimes it's just they have to stop doing something in particular that is kind of sabotaging you and maybe kind of work in more the supportive role of that whole thing. But sometimes directing them is the best way for that to happen. All right, tip number four, and I'll say this most webinars, journal. Journaling is one of the best ways to figure out where the problem areas are, as well as to keep us on the straight and narrow. When we don't journal, when we journal, it's easy to drift off that straight and narrow. So sometimes writing things down is the best way. People that journal have much better success. When you look at medical weight loss plans, and I'm not talking about having surgery or anything, but just medical weight loss plans, is that those who journal lose twice as much weight. We can't say that with surgery. With surgery, you tend to lose a lot of weight no matter what. Okay? But still long-term success. One, improving that weight loss after surgery, as well as keeping that weight off, writing things down. It is one of the most powerful tools there is. And so, again, if you feel like you're struggling, write it down. That is the number one thing to figure out. One, you'll never really know what you're doing, quote, wrong. What do I need to adjust without writing it down? So, and sometimes just the fact of writing it down, you become accountable to yourself. And become accountable to yourself, all of a sudden you'll change your behavior. So just the fact of writing something down, you'll find you change your behavior. Right? So journaling is one of the most powerful tools. Right, so tip number four, journal for success. Tip number five, all right, you're journaling, but if you're going to count just one thing, if you're just going to count one thing, count your carbohydrate. You get the most bang for the buck right there. Okay? Um, for many people, Literally two-thirds of the population is carbohydrate sensitive. That's just of the general population. Now, the surgical population, which literally we're talking about, you know, who's candidate for surgery, it's just a small percentage of the population, and those people have considered surgery, even a smaller percentage. So we're talking about one end of the spectrum. Of those people, the surgical patients, probably 95% of them, I would put even even higher than that, are sensitive to carbohydrate. They're very sensitive to blood sugar swings. Blood sugar swings lead to symptoms as well as weight gain. And this is talking about, again, which I talk about over and over again, is controlling insulin levels. You get blood sugar swings, you get big insulin swings, cravings, hunger. It's a snowball effect. We want even more than. And so carbohydrate is the number one thing that influences insulin. Talk about insulin control over and over, and I'll talk about it more. It's a, you know, I'll digress here for a minute with the kind of the broader subject of insulin control, not just counting your carbohydrate, which is a big part of it. So insulin control is key long-term for health, weight being a part of health. And it's kind of really looking at all the ways to help control insulin. Insulin's a hormone you can't live without but you want to live the smallest number possible. And the reason is because so many things are caused by insulin, meaning so many problems are caused by or worsened by insulin. Insulin tends to make you retain water, makes blood pressure go up, makes cholesterol, triglycerides go up, uh, makes you store fat, turns on fat storage. So, you know, lots, it makes inflammatory conditions worse, any inflammatory, but that includes coronary disease too. So mainly 
of an inflammatory condition almost more than anything else. So anyway, controlling insulin is a major theme for life, okay? Watching your carbohydrate. For those that are sensitive to carbohydrates, keeping an eye on carbohydrates is one of the most important part of that. You drift on carbohydrates, you'll struggle. So the carbohydrate influences insulin, which really determines kind of are you going to gain weight or lose weight, right? Again, a significant proportion of the general population, but most of our surgical patients, they're really sensitive to carbohydrates. They drift, they struggle. So if you're going to count one thing, count your carbohydrate. All right, tip number six, we kind of talk about this all the time, is watch it. Get your protein, get appropriate protein in. So I kind of simplify this saying, oh, eat protein at every meal. What I'm really saying is you need to get your adequate protein in each day. Okay? We cannot survive without protein. Protein helps preserve lean body mass, which keeps metabolism higher. You know, the big part of kind of uh, losing weight is we want to control our metabolism. I mean, you've got to keep our metabolism high as possible. A natural tendency of kind of weight loss is our metabolism slows. And it's kind of, okay, it makes it even easier to regain weight then. We'd like to prevent that from happening. And one of the best ways of preventing that is preserving lean body mass, which is really the combination of getting your protein in and exercise, which we'll talk probably about a little bit more in a minute. Okay. So estimating your protein needs. Now, right, if you've had surgery, typically we're, we're shooting for that 90 to 100 grams. But once you've gotten, gotten out of that really fast weight loss Typically, it's going to be a little lower than that. For weight maintenance, it's generally going to be a little lower than that. But still, we can't get rid of protein. You need We need protein to survive. We're using it second to second for all kinds of biochemical equations ongoing. So typically, most people are going to need, for maintenance, they're going to generally need kind of that 60, 70, 80 grams. Really, somewhat depends on how much lean body mass you have. Most people don't need 120 to 140, 150 grams. Uh, a few bodybuilders, but most of our patient population aren't bodybuilders. So it'd be rare that they would need that much. But the point of this one is get your protein is. Tip number six, get your protein is, is that again, we can't survive without it as well as it's one of the best ways to help preserve lean body mass, which keeps metabolism higher. All right, tip number seven, stay hydrated. Yeah, I hit on this all the time. Very likely last um, last week we talked about uh, plateaus. Let's push the water. You fall behind in the water, your body's going to hang on to everything. Okay? So really push the water. Push the water. Stay hydrated. Over half of our body weight is water. And so if over half of our body weight is water, generally we need to, what's really amazing is we keep this under control fairly well. Okay? And we tend to lose good two to three quarts of water every single day. And so, Jim, we need to replace this water. So pushing the water is always a good thing to do. And your body is basically going to tell you when it needs something. Unfortunately, sometimes we mistake hunger and thirst. Yeah, gee, it's like, gee, I'm hungry, which really means I'm thirsty. It's like I really need the water there. So we often mistake that or mix up hunger and thirst there. Push the water. That's one of the first things to do, especially if it's not time to eat yet. All right. Tip number eight, move. Okay. That's kind of the diet and exercise, uh, the whole thing. The exercise or the movement part of the whole thing. 
you want to start moving. The more motion we do throughout the day, the better off we are. You want to use that term NEAT. We talked about this in the past. Non NEAT, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Thermogenesis just means making heat, burning heat. And that's kind of, that's the use of calories. Calories is just a measure of heat. It's how many calories are we burning? How much heat are we burning during a day? Non-exercise. It's just kind of things we do throughout the day. It's not truly driving towards fitness, but just non-exercise activity. And that means we're, we're doing something. Okay? But the non-exercise activity, all the things we do throughout the day, whether that be fidgeting, whether that be just up moving around, if you're, you know, doing labor intensive work, it's all the things we do during the day, whether it be loading trucks in the, you know, in the assembly line, whatever it is that we're doing throughout the day, is that all the things, the more active we can be, the better off we'll be. And getting a step counter is one of the best ways to kind of get this going. It's because walk, walk's a great activity. Uh, you know, so I say sometimes again, walking is a good activity. It isn't necessarily fitness. Fitness is what we do to really make our fitness better, kind of real, um, that our health overall better. But walking is a wonderful activity. The more, the better. Okay? Aim for that 10,000 steps. Try to bump that up even higher. And it may take a while to get there, but still working on this. Every smartphone in the world now has that built into them, a step counter built into it. So it's kind of one of those things that it's really easy then to keep track of if you so desire. Certainly formal exercise is a great way to do this too, just moving more. And again, you must even think about it. Gee, if someone exercises a half hour every day, well, that means most of the day you're not exercising. So it's all the other things we do that are still very important. But also formal exercise, mix up cardio, mix up weight training, kind of those two things. Cardio is going to get basically anything, get your heart rate up. Weight training is anything that's done in resistance. And body weight training works wonderfully for doing that. You don't necessarily need weights to do weight training. All right, so bottom line, tip number eight, move. All right, tip 90, number nine is you want to kind of put this all together in a comprehensive program. So find that comprehensive program that works for you. Knowledge is power, okay? We need to address all these different things, the activity, the diet side, the behavior modification. And so that com comprehensive program is very important. And Again, any behavior change in this behavior change, whether it be towards fitness, towards um, I, I need to change, I need to get rid of changing your diet, whatever it is. Can I do it? Is it worth it? Can I do it? And is it worth it? So, and really our goal throughout this is really so that you can answer this and say yes to this. I don't have to worry about weight again. What I mean by that is that you don't have to worry because you know what to do. The things that can, especially those things that trigger you. All right, little bonus tip here, if you want to call it tip number 10. And I've just had a whole, a whole webinar on fasting, fasting, fasting. Okay, fasting is meal timing. I harp on meal timing all the time. Meal timing means there's needs to be eating times and not eating times. If you think about it, the majority of any 24-hour day should be not eating. There only should be very short periods of time that we're actually eating. The rest of our day, we should be not eating. And there's really, that's that's a yes-no situation. It has nothing to do with what you're eating. It's just, am I eating or not? 
never been a good weight loss plan to eat a little bit all throughout the day. It does not work. It needs to be eating times and not eating times. It's during our not eating times we have the lowest insulin levels. And again, controlling insulin is key long term. So fasting, the simplified version of fasting, is this just extending the not eating time. So again, meal timing is important. Fasting is just extending that not eating time or during those times we have our lowest insulin levels. And basically fasting is not eating. Okay? doesn't mean not taking anything in. You should be pushing the water. And what I do want you to keep in mind is that when I say fast not eating, it means anything has calories in it. Sometimes we think, well, well I'm drinking something. That's not eating. But literally anything that has calories in it is basically eating. And, and again, anything that has calories will raise insulin levels. Not just carbohydrate, but literally anything that has calories in it will raise insulin levels. So fasting is kind of just not eating. Okay. It's available to anybody. You can do it anywhere. It's simple. It is a fact. It will work. There's no way for it not to work. It absolutely is free. There's no money spent there. And so it's going to save money. It's absolutely convenient because you can do it anywhere. There's not like, oh, it's inconvenient. It's like, no, you can do it anywhere. So therefore, it saves time. It's certainly flexible because there's not a certain time you should or shouldn't do it. You can Add it into anything. You can add it to any diet plan. If you look at, you know, I, we talk about low carbohydrate diets all the time, eating nutritional foods. But even if you listen to me and you say, gee, yeah, you know, I think that diet's a bunch of hogwash. You're like, well, you can use any diet you want to. You can add it to any diet. It doesn't matter. So it's literally you can do it whenever, wherever, however you want to, which then really gives you unlimited power. Literally, you decide. You can keep going. You can stop. It's up to you. Nobody has to know. That's literally, it is the but simplest thing to add to a health plan. Now, just take that a step further. Fasting is not a diet plan. It's an overall, it's an adjunct to an overall health plan. You still have to have a really good diet plan. Fasting does not make up for a bad diet or a bad weekend or whatever. You can look in our, can I, had a webinar on fasting specifically with all kinds of you know, Facebook or YouTube videos on fasting. Obviously, I'm a big fan, but it can be a very helpful thing. All right, if you're struggling after surgery, we do have a whole digital programs as well as the book available kind of for getting back on track. All right, don't see any questions sitting out there at the moment. If you think of questions, obviously pick up the phone, send an email, send a text or whatever. Um, don't has darn any dumb questions out there. All right, well, very good. So, as hopefully as all COVID stuff starts settling down and we can open up more and more and more, gonna help get your body check, body composition checked. Log into the membership portal. Weight loss tips and recipes should be um, uh, available there as well as we keep adding more and more things. Each of these webinars is added in there. But all the behavior modification classes, a lot of information on exercise, a lot of menu and recipe ideas. Get in there. It'll only help you. You should have access literally forever. All right. Tune in each Tuesday, 12.15 for your next webinar. Watch your email for the invite then link. And remember... It's your life. Make it a healthy one. Have a good day, everyone. Take care.